Hey everybody, Craig from the University of Applied Research and Development. This is our Veteran Stories Difference Makers, and we've got Jared Ledbetter, Marine Veteran. Good to have you with us, Jared. Thank you. Jared, I'd love for you to share your motivation for getting into the military. Uh, wanting to do something different. Uh, I had reached a point in life where, uh, you know, through high school, I could do after two of my head, and then I had reached a point where I could no longer add subtract, um, mostly due to drug intake and poor choices. And uh, I decided one day to set the bar for my younger siblings. And that's kind of what led me down that path. That's great. Have you? Did you always feel like you you wanted to be a role model for them, but it was bad choices, or was the wanting to be a role model something that was new for you? Uh, it was new. Yeah. What motivated that? Uh, it was an epiphany. Just one day, I was like, "Holy crap! I need to do this." Was there an absence of other role models for you and your siblings? Uh, I would I would say so. I mean, my, my dad had a very strong work ethic, uh, but outside of that, not really. Okay. Why don't you tell us about some of your experiences um, in the military, your duration of service and where you might have traveled to or some deployments? Sure. So uh, I did four years active duty Marine Corps. Uh, my first uh, unit was in Okinawa, Japan. Spent two years there. And then after that, uh, I went to Camp Lejeune to uh, work there. And when you're based at the camp, what were you doing there? Uh, so my MOS was supply admin. And uh, whenever I got to Okinawa, my first unit, I actually ended up doing a lot more supply warehousing when I first got there because we didn't have the people. So I ended up spending 75% uh, or more of my day working in the warehouse and then the rest of the day working in the administrative side, writing up transactions and stuff uh, on the keyboard. And due to the influx uh, of personnel that we didn't have, lack of personnel, I ended up taking my laptop home a lot in those early days to catch up on the admin work that I didn't get done. So I was pushing 12 hour days quite frequently uh, when I first started there. And what did they do? Did it get you recognized and promoted? No, not, okay. not one bit. Uh, from a recognition standpoint, uh, you know, the other Marines in the unit, saw how hard I was working and they respected that because I was the only one bringing work home because it needed to be done. Um, and then from my actual workshop, uh, the recognition was only that I knew what I was doing. Uh, I rapidly became an expert in the field much faster than I should have been. And with me having a photographic memory on top of that, that allowed me to consume an extremely high level of information. And so all of this compounding uh, put me into a, 
I wouldn't say leadership role, but more of an expert role really rapidly. And I've kind of carried that with me. So you became the subject matter expert. Was it around the processes or just interesting, you said a photographic memory. So could you remember where things were on the shelves or you remembered the quantity of stores? How did that work for you? Yeah, so uh, I put a, I was able to actually channel my my brain to focus on the processes, procedures, uh, transactional format requirements, um, mm. you know, the status of orders and where material was moving and whatnot, even locations on the shelf, all of that was able to be retained very quickly. And uh, at the time, we were still doing these old legacy style transactions that were, you know, MS-DOS type stuff. So it's a lot of coded data that you right. have to, to, to enter. And uh, I ended up learning all that coded data very well. And even to this day, I can still tell you what some of it is. Wow. I don't know if you, have you heard of Terry Pratchett, an author? No, I haven't. Um, he wrote this amazing series. It's fiction. It's uh, science fiction called Discworld. And there was a character who had a photographic memory. He could remember everything that he was told, everything he saw, everything he just everything he'd been through. And there's a scene in the book where he had trouble walking because his, his head felt so heavy on different sides as all of his knowledge and wisdom moved from side to side. Do you ever feel that? Not any physical issues like that. Um, I believe that guy had an eidetic memory, which is a step beyond uh, photographic, uh, which is not me, which thankfully that's not the case. But no, uh, sometimes I do get headaches, though, because I'm just always retaining stuff, even if I don't mm. want to. Uh, mm. So outside of that, no, no not too much else. Jared, if you retain stuff that you don't want to, I mean, the rest of us might have some negative experiences in life. Um, yeah. And we can compartmentalize them or get rid of them. How about you? Yeah, I don't really have a choice on what I get to retain and what I don't. Um, sometimes, though, uh, I do wish that I had the ability to selectively purge things. Um like there's a movie, it's a cartoon, uh, Big Hero Six, uh -huh. I think it is. Where the that might not be the one, but it's one of those movies where the robot has to go through and selectively purge information to retain um, memories of the. There's actually a girl in the robot. I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, I, I feel like that would be a useful uh, thing that I could add to really reduce some of the stress of retaining so much stuff mm. Mm. so what are some that you've just mentioned the memory for proce processes and things like that what are some of the other skill sets or knowledge that you picked up um, in the military that you found useful now as you've moved into civilian life i was listening to a podcast you were being interviewed by i think richard kaufman and he was um talking about military experiences and you said about the standard operating procedures and how um, in the military you learn how to do that, you follow those, and then when people move into civilian life, you forget all about it. Yeah, so um, a couple of things that I picked up 
uh, that were the most, I guess, impactful for me after the military was uh, being able to work with all of that coded data, um, that kind of that that type of data entry and hand jamming things out on the keyboard. Um, actually, even getting proficient with ten key, I got to a point where I would never have to look at the keyboard on the ten keypad, um, just because you're typing so many numbers every day. Uh, those those helped propel my typing abilities even further than I had already uh, gotten as well as being able to understand the need for coded data and how it's applied and received and processed. Uh, so that was very, very useful. Uh, another thing is that uh, I started using Excel a lot to try to uh, do more than just look at the spreadsheet. Um, and after I got out, I was able to excel that further beyond. Uh, but that was really useful, getting familiarized with the possibilities. I quickly learned that uh, anything that you want to do can be done. You just got to figure out how. And mm -hmm. so using that helped me understand that. And then the third part was that understanding the procedures, the SOPs, understanding the importance of having them, um, and then the, the disarray and chaos that can ensue when you don't have them. Uh, that was very profound and led me in other roles to create extensive SOPs for the roles that I was in. Yeah, interesting. And your transition from being in the military to civilian life, were there any challenges in that transition and was what sort of help did you receive with it? Yeah, it was, it was kind of rough. The first year was the worst. Um, you know, two, two weeks after I got out, I applied for this job at a video store, a local family video. And the only thing that I put in my application was Marine Corps. And my three favorite movies were all military movies. At the time, that it, it all made sense, right? Uh, but when I called them to follow up about my application, because, you know, me working with anywhere from 70 to $600 million worth of inventory, I can handle videos, right? And so I called them up to find out what was going on with my inter with my application. They asked me for my name. They pulled it up, and then within three seconds, they're like, "Yeah, we're not interested." Like, instant response, and that really showed me really quickly how the perception of the military to non-military personnel is very different than what we go through. And so that was a, a rude awakening really, really quickly. Uh, and then a couple of months after I got out, um, I ended up in the homeless shelter. So I was there for about four months. And uh, then I ended up getting kicked out of there uh, because my I got a new job and my schedule had changed from third shift to first shift. And I didn't tell anybody, so I just hung out for a couple of days waiting for the first day to start to make that transition. And I, they, they found me, or they saw me when I was supposed to be at work. I ended up getting kicked out for that. So then I lived in my car for about four months. So that was fun, um, you know, having everything that I own sitting in my car 
Mm. don't even have enough room to be able to um, to lean my seat back to to be able to rest uh, so that was definitely an interesting time uh, in those days i actually uh, bought a gym membership just because they were 24 hours and had a shower you learn to make decisions based on needs very rapidly whenever you're in uh, survival mode and as crappy as that was that was the best thing that could have ever happened to me because i got a taste of it right i wasn't living in tent city living under bridges you know dealing with you know not being able to find food or clothes or shower i was able to find those things so that I didn't have to suffer as bad as some of the other people were that I had encountered during my tenure of homelessness. But the thing that I learned the most from that was I never want to be here again. And that really propelled me into a trajectory of success that I've never seen before. So tell us about now. That To me, that seems like such a stark contrast from being in the military you have everything yep. your basic needs are covered you know you're recognized as being very skillful in what you're doing in your role yes. you come out and you find that your service is not being honored uh, you find that you're homeless you find that you're living in your car and now you're experiencing a whole different world, a whole different lifestyle. Tell us about what you're doing now. I'm feeling this is going to be inspiring. Yes. Yeah, so um, from that, I launched a um, – I spent several years working in federal service, uh, starting at uh, 35000 a year, working up to about 86000 a year. And mm -hmm. I actually just left that – for a career transition into IT. Um, so these days, uh, I'm a senior web developer uh, here at Campbell Gym. Okay, and you're working on the base? I am, yes. Uh, and then I have uh, Carbon Digital is my company as well, uh, doing websites and SEO and uh, web application type stuff. And so what started as hey, this is kind of cool. I can make this do something fancy into like now I have, a, I, have a, I have a business. I have a new trajectory on my career. Uh, with the stuff that I'm doing now and the, the tools that I'm learning to use and the ones that I'm proficient in, my next job could easily be a $50,000 annual increase just just me being here um, and that's not something that i would get in supply because i i love supply supply is really easy for me i mean just to be able to retain the stuff that i have it's really easy mm -hmm. for me but it's a long hard road to get from working in the warehouse at the ground level to being at the very top running the supply chain which usually also involves uh, several different roles in procurement and demand planning and uh, most likely a master's degree on top of that. Uh, 
So with with the supply, I'm just gonna have to inch forward. You know, get ten thousand this year. Okay, well I'll take this next job for another ten thousand a year. Take this next one for another twelve thousand a year. And you have to climb and fight your way to the top. Whereas where I'm at now, uh, I'm getting paid less than I should. And so there's going to be a significant price increase in my next role. And I'm pretty happy with that because I'd never get that with supply. Mm. Sounds like you have a plan. Oh, yeah. I'm also uh, dabbling in real estate as well now, too. So we will see where that takes us. Yeah. I love, <clears throat> I love your confidence to step out and try new things, even though the initial transition was difficult. Yeah, I mean, it's honestly, it's I soak up new things very rapidly, very quickly. And so it's not out of the realm of possibilities for me to do new things. I just I reached a point in life where I realized that um, the saying that time is money is very, very accurate. Mm -hmm. And with the stuff that I've been doing you don't realize how much time you're losing trying to mm. chase the money. Mm. And so I've spent years, seven days a week, 18 hour days, trying to, trying to chase money, you know, and that's, that sucks. I, I want to be able to shut off all work stuff when I walk through the door at the end of the day. And because I'm so far behind the curve and uh, I guess as a success rating uh, that I'm still chasing it every day and I don't want to have to chase it. So if I make more money at my job, then I don't have to work as hard when I get off work. If I invest in real estate that will, can run autonomously, autonomously of me, by hiring property management companies and whatnot, then I don't have to deal with those people. I don't have to worry about those processes. I just reap the benefits of it. Hmm. And so that's kind of what I'm looking for is how do I how do I work less and make more? And that's hmm. what I've been focused on. Jared, I, I do want to thank you for your service. And um, I do I do admire that you joined the military because you wanted to be a role model for your siblings and do something different. And that transition seems really seemed really difficult when you came out of the military and went back into civilian life. But now you're employed, you've got a plan, got your own company, and you have your goals. So I think I think your story is really inspiring. So Jared, thank you very much for being with us and sharing your story. Thanks for having me. Stay with us, Jared, just for a moment as I wrap up. And for those of you watching on Facebook or LinkedIn or YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, on Twitch, or wherever you find this video, I've got Jared's company URL on the screen right now. So if you'd love to reach out to him, that's the way to do it. And also with the show notes, I've got Jared's LinkedIn profile there as well. So do reach out to him. Thank you so much, everyone, for being with us. Look forward to seeing you again on another Veteran Stories.